Hello and welcome. In this episode, I actually have one of you listeners on. He messaged me and said he enjoyed my podcast and was wondering if I would like a guest on. I was like, of course, I would love to have you on. And today my guest is Shane Wester. Uh, Together, our families grew up in China. And it's super awesome that this podcast was the key to us reconnecting and getting to chat. So this is that conversation where we, where where I break down um, his trip, his trips after he left China and his DTS, what he learned and some pretty great stories that he that he has. And so yeah, enjoy. So I'll start with the the first question that I have. Um, what are you doing now? What in life is making you come alive? Um, good question. I'm currently in. Switzerland um, at a Roman base doing um, a school of biblical Christian worldview. Um, YWAM is an organization uh, that stands for Youth of the Mission. Um, if you've never heard of it, check out their website. They do some really cool stuff. Um, but that is where I'm at at the moment. Um, the school has been like super cool so far. Um, only like two weeks in, but it's blown my mind already. <laughs> um yeah what's making me happy at the moment i think um my classmates are really cool which i've been really enjoying getting to know them better and stuff and i also had some cool roommates uh which is good fun i didn't have any roommates in my last school so that kind of sucked <laughs> um yeah so that's really fun i've been enjoying that um the food is really nice that's what making me happy. I've read some cool books, which I'm enjoying getting back into that as well. I haven't read a lot recently, and so that's a good thing. Yeah. So five years ago, five years ago today, where were you, and what are you doing? What did you do to get to where you are now? Um, five years ago, I was in China, um, in the same city that you grew up in. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was there. I was in high school. I think I was in like 10th grade or something like that. Um, as far as what I did to get here, I mean, I a lot of things. I graduated high school. It took me forever. Um, yeah, I did that. Um, after that, I mean, I, I taught English for a little bit. I... I but that was kind of crazy. I taught English to like hmm. 300 little Chinese kids. It was insane. Um, but they paid Where did well, you do so. that? That's, uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, I don't know if fun is the right word. It was quite the experience. Um, I did it at a, it was called Jury School. I don't know much else about it. I mean, it's been around for a long time. Um, <laughs> it was like a summer intensive or something. So I had like four classes a day five classes wow. a day and there was like i don't know 30 40 kids in each class something like that so it was pretty crazy that's amazing yeah yeah wow. um yeah so i did that and then honestly from that point on after that i was kind of a little bit lost and then i decided to do dts and uh, from then on it's just been a journey of faith um i'm just kind of trusting the lord step by step um, 
it's like I like even right now I really don't know what I'm gonna do next after this school mm. um and that's kind of what it's been like the last year year and a bit that's awesome um, that's fun which is frustrating sometimes but mm. it's also yeah so I want to I want to hear about all the DTSs you've been on and what you learn and what stories do you want to share? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So I did. I've done a couple schools with YWAM. They do. Um, they have this thing called the University of the Nations. Um, basically, they have a bunch of different courses that you can do. Um, so one that's what I'm doing right now. But their entry level course that everybody has to do is called a DTS. And so I did that in January of last year is when it started. Um, I did it in Washington, in the United States, the state of Washington, not the city. The state of Washington, not Washington. Um, <laughs> um, people always get confused. They're like, oh, cool, you went to Washington, D.C.? I was like, nope. Literally the opposite side of the states. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I mean, it was an incredible experience. As far as, like, what I learned specifically in that school i think for me it was about making my relationship with the lord personal uh as most of it i think that like i i you know i've been a christian my whole life and um known that i have a relationship with the lord but i think it was never i don't know yeah it was never super personal which like <laughs> it's kind of funny to say like I, really, I knew i had a relationship but then to say it wasn't personal um, I think kind of was the fact that maybe I didn't have like a, I think I didn't fully recognize what that meant, what having a relationship with the Lord meant. Um, and DTS so really opened what up is, that door. What does a relationship with the Lord mean to you then? Um, I think it's a lot about trust. I mean, <laughs> that's a loaded question. There's a lot of answers to that question. Yeah. Um, I think as far as like what I learned, I think the main thing is really just, um, learning to recognize his voice and the way he speaks to me. Um, and I think that's still a journey I'm on. I think it's one that doesn't necessarily end at a certain point and it changes through the years. Um, but that was, that was one of our lecture weeks during my DTS and, uh, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, and then just learning a lot about the character and the nature of God and, understanding who he is and how he's created us to be really allows you to understand uh, the nature of your relationship with him. Um, but also like, I think a lot of people struggle with, and I definitely struggled with this discerning between your thoughts and his thoughts and like mm -hmm. what he's speaking to you, I guess. Um, and really the process of, I think, learning how to discern that is learning to understand who he is and how he speaks and you know um and there there's so, so many ways to do that mm. um i think that was one of the main things and just i think yeah the process of the it's kind of the point of dts is to learn more about who god is and more about who you are and how those things work together on your identity in christ and yeah i mean there's there's a million things um, but it was an incredible experience, and I think I came out the other side um, just, yeah, with a much richer relationship with him, um, with a lot of peace, um, and just, like, an ability to kind of chill out a little bit. I think before that, I had been quite stressed, and um, the Lord gave me a lot of peace, a lot of things. I mean, I still get, I still get kind of 
stress. So I don't necessarily worry, but um, just like not knowing the future is sometimes a little bit scary. Um, but I think really just kind of led me on a process of uh, letting that go to some extent um, okay. and stuff and like being able to trust him with that. Uh, yeah. Does that answer your question? I kind of went off. On yeah, that's really cool. I love there, that. But... No, that's so cool. So what, yeah. what stories from your DTS like were yeah. amazing and impactful for you? Let's see. There's so, there's so many stories. I, I don't know which one to pick. Um, I had some good friends. Um, we went. Let me think. Something that changed my life. Here we go. Yeah. Um, we went to outreach in Cambodia. Um, so a DTS is split between lecture phase and outreach phase, kind of. Um, like you have two or three months of lecture and then two or three months of outreach depends on the, the base. Um, so we went to Cambodia um, and they have this thing in Cambodia called a fried banana. And it is the best mm. thing I have ever eaten. <laughs> that might be really? a little bit of an overstatement, but I was like, what fried bananas? It sounds so weird. And so this one day, I think we had like a day off or an afternoon off or something. Um, and we went yeah, we went to, I mean, like, we, we took, like, a tuk-tuk or something. We went, like, we got to go find these fried bananas. Um, and they were, like, I don't even know. Like, so cheap. And it was it was amazing. They, like, squash them down and then kind of batter them, I think. And then they just deep fry them. And it's, like, wow. heaven on earth. So that was life-changing. That's <laughs> um, just kind of a fun story, I suppose. Um, yeah, another, like, it's maybe less of a story, but I think, um, for me, the lecture weeks are, the lecture phase is split up into weeks and you have different speakers come each week. Um, and one of the most impactful for me, um, was a guy called, oh dear, um, I'm blanking on his name right now, actually, but his, his topic for the week was called the Lordship of Jesus. Um, and it was really, it was a really good week. I learned a lot in that week. I just had like, I think for me, a lot of DTS was just putting words and ideas to a lot of like what I'd grown up with and what I'd like, you know, thought about and kind of wrestled with. Um, but he talked about like decision-making and how you like listen to the Lord as far as like what, what he has for you, um, which was really cool. Um, but also just so much about surrender. Um, and I think that's a continual, that's one of those things that's a continual process. And you kind of always hear about it. A lot of people talk about surrender, but I really just, I appreciate the way he taught about it. Um, and recognizing, I think for me, the thing that was, was that I think when you hear surrender, sometimes it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to let go of things. It's kind of scary and frustrating in some senses. Um, but I think he helped me see the freedom that comes with it. And that when you, when you surrender your life and, and, you know, whatever it is, it can be anything. So, you know, anything at different points. Um, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And Jesus takes care of it. 
And so that that is an incredibly freeing thing. Like, you know, um, like I was worried about what I was going to do after DTS. And I was like, I'm freaking out about this kind of thing. And just like um, getting, like being able to get to the point where I was like, I don't know what um, I'm going to do. And that's scary. Mm. But I trust that the Lord has good plans for me. And um, I mean, I love the Lord so much that like whatever he tells me to do, like I would do it, I guess. So getting that point just brings so much freedom because you kind of kind of you can kind of just live your life. And obviously, like you still have to you still have to make decisions and stuff, and it's still not necessarily always fun. But it's just, it's entirely different, and it's a little bit hard to describe. But I think that was one of the big things on my DTS was that. Um, but I think for me as well, like. So just the whole thing is very, like, I think the way that I learn is very gradual sometimes and that like things will layer up on each other. And so I, I don't know if I like noticed an immediate change for me. I did. Like I like had an immediate change, if you will, but like it kind of, like I was at the end of my DTS and I was like, dang, <laughs> like, you know, I'm a completely different person now, um, which is, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I kind of drone on. I could talk about DTS forever. <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. So I I did some digging and uh, well, was looking at looking at your Instagram, and your <laughs> Instagram bio says, "Boldly do what you have never done before, so that you can be the person you have always wanted to be." Yeah. Um, why does it say that? Why why that quote? <laughs> That's a good one. I like that you found that. Um, I put that up like so long ago. I think I gotta remember like what I was thinking when I when I added that. I've been meaning to change it. I think I. I mean, I don't disagree with it or anything. I think um, doing new things, no matter what they are, is good. Um, and. Only do what you have never done before so you can be the person that you've always wanted to be. I think it's part of like if you can if you have a vision, even if it's loose, of the person you want to become, um and the things that you wanna do, then um it becomes a lot easier to know what you need to do, I think. Mm. Um, to be entirely honest, I kind of just stuck that there. And <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't necessarily reflect, uh, which maybe I should. But yeah. do you remember where you heard it from? Do you remember where it came from? Um. Yeah, I think I was reading a book by him, Chris yeah. and it would have been um, it's a book called Loving on Purpose, or no, that's wrong. Mm. It's called Keep Your Love On, which. It's as an incredible book. It's really good about. It's all just about relationship, really. Um, relationship. I mean, there's so many senses of relationship, but mainly with other people. Well, you need other people to have relationships. I meant like, just people in general, but also like romantic relationships, which is super important as well. But I think it also it gave me quite a bit of foundation, just also for my relationship with the Lord in some ways. Good book. I definitely would recommend reading it. It's like helpful would for a person, I think. But yeah, would you say Chris Valentin has taught you something? What would you say? Yeah, yeah, that? I think so. I mean, I haven't, 
I haven't followed along with his stuff recently, but I read that book a long time ago. I would definitely. I was actually just talking um, with my girlfriend earlier. We should read. Uh, we were, we want to read it together at some point. But um, that's cool. I think so. Yeah, I think especially when I read it, I read it with my mentor like a, a million years ago, um, and it did impact me in quite a few ways. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly how. I don't have the best of memories, but I think. Uh, yeah, gave me good foundations for, like, yeah, relationship. I guess that's awesome. Yeah. So, what's what's the most surprising piece of knowledge that you could think of that not many people know? That is a good question. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure if this is like exactly what you're looking for, um, but I did a Bible school. With um hmm. with YLAM after not quite after my DTS. I did a school in between, but that's another story. Um and I think the main thing that I learned there and it's something that at least to me is was not something I ever really heard about or learned about before. Um is summed up in a one liner of um but the Bible um, is written for us in the sense that um, like it is meant for our instruction and for uh, getting to know God, but it, was, it wasn't it was written to us, um, which is maybe a little bit confusing, but um, what it opens up is the fact that many of the books of the Bible, of which there are a bunch, and they vary a lot in genre and authorship and different things but they're all written to specific people at different times in history um so like for example some of paul's letters in the new testament are written very specifically to groups of people or churches even um and um, the importance of that is and this is what i learned in my bible school was that you have to read the Bible through the lens of other people. And so, like, you have to understand who it was written to, to understand the intent behind the words. Because mm. it can be really easy to read things in the Bible, especially out of context. That's the other thing. It's like context is super important <laughs> in the Bible. You read things out of context, um, and you can get real confused and have some funky ideas. Like the example, which is kind of a, it's a little bit of an obvious example, but like, like a lot of the laws in the Old Testament are like people, you know, there's debate on whether or not you should follow them or not. Um, but like, for example, like that we're not, we shouldn't eat like uh, certain animals and stuff. And if you study the original reader, the person who it was written to who read it first or who it was read to more likely, um, you begin to understand why that was a rule um, and stuff like that. And then it helps you to see that the intent behind that law was um, to set apart the Israelites, um, that they would be different than the other nations around them. And through that, bring glory to God. And there's a lot of ramifications to that, but you see that. And so then um, for us in this, like in our context now, um, the rule is not so much <laughs> don't eat pigs or whatever, but more that um, 
and the, the the New Testament echoes this in many places. But the the it's not even a law, I suppose. But like the the intent behind it is more that we are to be holy. We're supposed to be set apart and just act differently, to look differently. And that law for the people at that time was just a very specific way that they were supposed to do that. Um, and there's like a whole bunch more there, but I think that's a pretty good example of uh, of a situation where if you read that out of context and think that like, you know, we, we, we believe the Bible is true and that we're supposed to follow what it says, there's a whole bunch of really weird rules in there that don't really make a whole bunch of sense if you think about it. But then when you when you go and understand who it was written to and what the intent of the writing was um it opens up a lot and i mean you can literally do that for every single book in the bible and throughout my bible school yeah i just continue to blow up my mind but i think it's cool that the whole idea in some ways obviously i had to explain it a little bit is summed up in um that sentence of the bible is written for us but not to us that's really amazing. That's so cool. What yeah. do you feel like you have mastered and what do you feel like you're still learning? <laughs> um, I don't think I've mastered anything, to be entirely yeah. honest. Um, what am I really good at? I am pretty decent at rollerblading, I would say. <laughs> but, like, other than that... It depends on how how far you go with mastery. The technical definition, I think, is that you've spent like ten thousand hours doing something. And, yeah, um, I've heard that. I don't think that there's anything that I've spent that much time on, except for maybe reading. But even that, I doubt it. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've mastered anything. I think I'm good at some things. I've. Um, I'm good at talking to people, I think, and good at listening. And I think that's something that maybe I definitely haven't mastered it, but um, mm. I would, I'd like to be able to say that I'm good at listening to people and um, like having meaningful, meaningful conversation. Yeah. Um, what was the second part of that question? Uh, what do you feel like you're still learning? Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> um a lot of things i think um the one thing that pops to my mind recently is just um i've been writing a lot of poetry and so that's like a skill i'm developing i suppose maybe a little bit different like something i'm learning um i'm learning how to trust in the lord more it's a continual process um through the school that i'm doing now i'm really learning uh to humble myself, I think, and recognize that I don't know everything. Um, and we had a speaker the other week who, or the other day actually, it was still this week, but um, who was telling us about the importance of being humble uh, when it comes to we're learning about worldview and stuff, which I won't go into. It's kind of a little bit complicated, but to be able to learn anything new and to change your mind and to uh, to change yourself is, you know, everything kind of starts up here, if you will, um, in that, like, you need to you need to understand something before you can apply it. Um, 
to be able to learn anything new, anything meaningfully new, you have to be able to recognize that you don't know anything. Or not like that, but also that you could be wrong and being able, like being able and being willing to recognize that um, is super important. And so I think that's something that the Lord is taking me through at the moment. Um, I also had the realization of that, like you can't properly and truly do that sustainably uh, without, without Jesus, (laughs) because he, you know, he renews our minds. Um, and trying to do that on your own is, it doesn't work so well, um, because you'll always kind of in the back of your mind be like, oh, I do know better, you know, um, or whatever. So that's something I've been learning recently, I guess, cool. and I'm on the process of, I guess, but yeah. So back to the poetry thing, because I was looking at some of your Instagram posts, mm-hmm. and in in the description you have some what looks to be poetry so i want to ask you like where does that come from like specifically those poems or um or like the why why poetry what do you get from writing it um it helps me to i don't i'm not always the best at understanding (laughs) what i'm feeling and like my emotions um and it helps me to get in touch with that and it's kind of an outlet if you will of just understanding like what i'm feeling we're just kind of processing things like i'll often write about like something that i've learned today um or that like i feel like the lord is speaking to me about um or you know just like random things like oh i saw a bird it was really pretty so i wrote a poem about it you know um and it's i mean i started doing it during dts and then kind of dropped it a little bit but recently I've been writing a lot more. Um, I'm trying to do one every day. Um, and yeah, it's just been a good practice for me, kind of having to take at least a little bit of time and um, each day to uh, just kind of like think about my day, what I've done, what I've learned, how I've been feeling. Um, and so in like a little bit of a weird sense, it's a little bit like journaling for me. I I've tried to journal in the past and like, you know, write like prose, if you will. Um, and it's never gone super well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it as much. And I think there's a freedom in poetry. There's kind of no rules. And unless you put them there, you know, like you can impose different things on yourself. Like you have to rhyme or whatever, which I generally don't do. It's fun to do it sometimes. You kind of have to use your brain. It's a little bit like a puzzle. Um, yeah, so I guess that's a little bit of why I do it. I also just, yeah, I mean, I, it brings me joy. I enjoy creating things, and um, it's kind of the new way that I've started doing that. Yeah. That's so cool. So what what principles and methods do you follow in everyday life? Ah, uh, that is a good question. Mm. <laughs> um, something I learned on DTS and that I tried to hold to. Uh, is doing a quiet time, like spending um, at least part of my day um, just with the Lord, either praying or reading my Bible or just being silent. Um, I think it it looks like a lot of different things for a lot of different people, um, and in different seasons. But I think the the root 
idea behind a quiet time i'm getting really philosophical here uh it's just that you're setting That's apart great. Time. you're setting apart time yeah uh, to just work on your relationship with the lord um and to, you know you like you're you're honoring him and you're being like hey i'm gonna spend this 45 minutes or this hour or however long that you have um, and maybe it, I won't get anything out of it. That's not necessarily the point. The point is more that you're, you're, you're doing, you're setting that time apart. And so that's something I try to hold to, um, and has been really fruitful in a lot of ways. Um, just reading my Bible and stuff. Um, some other things, um, I try to take a Sabbath each week and be really intentional about that. I'll admit that the past couple of weeks have been a little bit, I haven't been super good at that, but I've been transitioning into this new school and stuff. So it's a little bit, been a little bit hectic, but um, it's something that I kind of rediscovered uh, during the second school that I did with Wylan. Um, of, yeah. Um, it's coupled with just slowing down a little bit and taking time, not doing anything like work or school related, but uh, just what you enjoy um, or just, you know, reading a book, going outside, spending time with your family, cooking. It can look like whatever you want, really. But I think the key for it is for it to be relaxing um, and not to be, you can <laughs> It looks different for everybody, and I think in the past a lot of people have been legalistic about the idea of like no work. Like if you look at the Jews in the in the New Testament, but um, that is something that has really impacted me a lot. Um, <laughs> in some ways, it's like a weekly quiet time, a little bit of your setting part time yeah. to to just enjoy life and to. Yeah, you know, spend some extra time with the Lord and stuff. Um, yeah. So that's something I like to hold to. And just, um, I try to be intentional when I listen to people, um, you know, making eye contact. And uh, <laughs> it can be hard, but like really just trying to listen well and to be in, in engaged. Um even though maybe, you know, whatever they're talking about is boring or whatever, but it's honoring and it's loving to that person to listen to them because it's probably something that means something to them um, and is important. Um, and I found that I have a lot of really good conversations because of that, because, uh, you know, whereas maybe you might, you know, blow a conversation or a topic off, but if you're listening and trying to be intentional about, you know, like loving the other person and, and, and being listening to them, then yeah, it can open it can open a lot of opportunities to have good conversations and deep conversations and um, learning, learning a lot and, and segue into um, yeah. I try to try to keep like an open mind and learn something, and just I think it's more of a posture of being like willing to recognize. And I talked about this earlier, but willing to recognize you're wrong especially in conversation with people like always being like, Oh, I wonder what this person thinks and um, being willing to add their perspective to yours. 
um, or rec like you know see if yours is <laughs> wrong or whatever um, stuff like that yeah yeah so I guess those are some things that I like to that's great try and hold what would you say to. what would you say that you're passionate about um that is a tricky question I don't I don't really know I think I I wouldn't be able to tell you like one specific thing that I I'm like properly passionate about and I think that's something I'm trying to figure out um, of kind of what what God has put in me and what he wants me to do with my life um, I think that in in my mind at least relates to what I'm passionate about because I think he you know he he made us so the things that are in our in our hearts and our minds are from him as well um so yeah. what would you say passion is then it's something you enjoy doing it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be easy but it brings you life when you when you do it i think it maybe um um, yeah, it's something that, like I think you would you can go back to. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a thing, but like poetry for me, I would say is a passion. Um, in that I enjoy it. It helps me to to process things. It brings me joy, um, and just kind of a little bit of a relaxed in some senses. Um, yeah. I think that I have a passion for, um, and it's developing. It's something I've kind of realized over the last year and a bit, just for young, young people, um, and like discipling them, which is <laughs> funny. Like I did a DTS and stuff, and it kind of happened. But I think it's something that the Lord has planted in me, of wanting to, yeah, just to help, especially like any, and not exclusively to this, but like younger, younger guys, you know, um, like coming out of high school. And I think these days there's just, uh, so much in the world as far as options, of what you do and people telling you, you know, who to be, what to do, all the different things. And I think I remember for me after finishing high school, I had no clue what to do it myself. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't know, in a lot of ways, who I was or anything. Um, in that the school system is stupid and doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> um, you can get me going on that. That's maybe something I'm passionate about is uh, attempting to reform the school system at some point. But mm. I just, I just, I, I think it's dumb. Um, but to get back to what I was saying, I think that's something I'm passionate about, of like helping people figure out who they are and I realize now that that really just looks like pointing them towards Jesus um, because he's our identity in so many ways and he he can tell us who we are and what he's made us to do um, and you know just living in a, a life of obedience to him okay so yeah. we're coming to the end here I just want to ask one last question um, how would you define happiness Mm -hmm. um, and it ended on a big one. Yeah. 
code I define happiness. I don't know. I think that the comment, like the the world's idea of like happiness and chasing happiness, is not something that. Um, I don't know that I, I strive for. I think like obviously I want to be to feel happy maybe, but um, uh, how do I how do I say things? <laughs> Happiness is about how you feel. Um, in the in the way that people talk about it, like I feel happy, and that is not permanent in any way, and it's like. It's it's nice, but it rarely lasts. And it, I'm not saying that like feeling happy is bad. I think that like God created happiness. I think um, I don't know. I'm I'm not doing a very good job of describing what I think. Uh, That's alright. I think maybe my like I like to think of the word joy a lot more. Mm. Um, of being content, I think is is a good good word to yeah. use for happiness. Of being willing to like just being like you know Paul says if he learns to be content in every circumstance, and I think that's I think that's the goal in a lot of ways is to be able to be in hard times and good times and happy times, sad times, um, and to be content to to have to still be joyful. Um, I think you can be joyful. It's a hard one. It's like really sad, but in the hard times, the joy of the Lord, and that's something that you get to choose, and that is that is incredible. Because, um, you know, you might be freaking about freaking out about something, or you know, something sad just happened or stuff, but you can still choose. In that, that we have this hope of of a life with Jesus. You can choose to be joyful and to know that um, he has your back. And he loves you. Uh, he loves the people around you. He loves the people who hurt you, um, the people that you love. Um, and that, to me, is just a joyful thought. I think I'm reminding awesome. myself of that. So, yeah, I don't know if I have a necessarily a, a script, like a, a, a way to describe joy, but I think um, contentment maybe is something or something there that's great I haven't, yeah. to be entirely honest I haven't thought about it a whole bunch but mm. yeah that's so cool well mm. thank you so much for having this conversation it was really fun it's nice yeah, to get to sure. know yeah. you a bit more and see how you think yeah it was wonderful to be on and I'd love to come back at some point if you have more questions. Yeah, definitely. We'll come back and I will ask you the same question and we'll see if you have a clear answer on happiness. <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'll think about that'd it. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do. Well, thanks. Thanks for this. It was fun. Yeah, for sure.